You're listening to the Sales Game Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Dallas, and I'm joined by my co-host, Emily Applegard. All right, all right. And we're back, episode number four of the Sales Game Theory. And in today's episode, we are just going to talk about the advancements and growth around business intelligence and gamification. So to kind of set the the scene, you know, we previously we weren't able to gamify as much of the employee experience or the work experience because it's hard to gamify things like oh how long someone spoke in a video Zoom call or what their overall sentiment score was and stuff of that nature. But now there's a lot of new technologies out there that for us, right, is really fun to to tap into and say, okay, now how can we make a competition around it? What comes to mind first for you when you think of business intelligence growth and like something we can gamify behind it? I just, I get seriously so excited about this because there's always been a gap in my career where there's the gamification of calls or I could even do conversion rates. I can do crazy equations of lots of different things around calls and close rate and revenue. And it can get super, super fun and exciting. But the most important thing, like, especially as like, let's just talk about account executives, AEs for a second. It's actually not how many calls you make. Like end of day revenue. Yes. But for a BDR, you can say, well, I'm going to, do a spiff around how many calls you make today. And that's directly going to correlate to how many appointments you set and the calls that they have to set the appointments are typically under 15 minutes. But let's talk about the role of an account executive where the discovery, where they're not talking very much. I mean, they shouldn't be right. They're listening. Um, they're, they're consulting. They're taking information to find out how can I help this person and if they're not taking that approach, and this is my opinion, I think there could be a better way, right? I, I think the yeah. consultative way is is much better. And so what I've seen in the marketplace, you know, companies like I'm thinking of Pickle, like they just came to my mind. We now can gather data, talk ratio. So how long was I talking in my discovery call? Oh, you talked 80% of the time. That doesn't sound like it was probably the greatest discovery call. You weren't really listening. Um, I can see keywords that got brought up. How many times did I talk about what portion of the call was I talking about our value propositions? What specific words do we want to see in these calls? How closely was I following my sales script? Maybe, maybe that's important to your company. These are things we can now, we can gather data on. And now we can gamify content like how valuable was your call? That is just crazy to me that we've gotten right. to this point. Yeah. Now we can bring up things like how many times did you bring up this type of product or did you provide the most optimal solution or did you bring up the product, right? These things are, are being tracked in things like Pickle and other intelligence platforms like one of the other companies that we partnered with too, Optonal, they they have a, a training simulator with AI built in to be able to keep iterating like realistic conversations. So they can now gamify the the sales training process before they even 
step in. Obviously, once they're in, you know, using a tool like Pickle allows you to one log the notes and keep iterating and keep training, right? But it's nice that you can even do that beforehand now. And there's a tool that will make a fake person talk to them. So it's somewhat realistic. So we're coming a long way in terms of intelligence. And now I think we have a real opportunity to focus on what's more important for companies and employees instead of just these outcomes that we've been so focused on. (laughs) They'll tell you in a meeting, hey, do this. That's how you get the outcome. They don't give you any reason to do it. (laughs) Right. And, And like coaching it's always so cool when your your boss can come over and listen to a call and then give you direct feedback. But are you always getting that on every call? I'd say maybe less than a percent of your calls. Are you getting that kind of feedback? Now, tools like Pickle could probably up that amount where you're getting feedback on many more of your calls and you're getting feedback not only from your manager, but just through the platform. But we need to find ways to motivate behavior changes on calls. Back when I was in a call center, I remember thinking every call needs to get better. What worked on this call? What didn't work on this call? And I had to evaluate that on every single call. And it took time. You know, I wouldn't, I was never the person that made the most dials. I'll tell you that. I was never the person that made the most dials, but I would say I was always improving just a little bit on every call. And so my close ratio went through the roof and that there was no way to create a competition out of it other than maybe my close ratio, but how can we motivate the kind of thought that is required to improve your close ratio? I don't know. It's, it's a really interesting topic. No, seriously. And it's really exciting now that all these, these new tools are coming out. I think part of, part of like what's, gamification growth has happened is all of this sales enablement on the business intelligence side that's going on. So not only are they, do they have more information on the prospect than they did 10, 15 years ago, right? They can find a whole bunch of information online about the prospect, but now too, they have to do less physical work along the process and they can focus on their sales game itself, right? The, the actual mindset and there's in their sales game itself. They don't have to log all those notes, right? Pickle, not only is it giving you the insights and maybe even making recommendations in certain instances, but it's also logging the notes too. So you don't have to go back and say, okay, you know, we talked about this, 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 and that, and kind of summarize what you scratched down plus what you remember from the conversation as a whole. Now it's detailed and you click on a certain, you know, subject and you can go back into the video So the enablement part makes it more of a game, you know, between the business intelligence and the sales name, because it's not fun to play a game that you have to stop and write down on a piece of paper, you know, every so often you don't get into a game flow, right? But now with all these tools, a salesperson can go, all right, custom email, custom video, cold call, and then the rest is automated and they don't have to enter in the notes, set a task to follow up in three days. And then when the task pops up, they craft another email. No, they're good. They're already sending new emails, new videos, and they're playing the game and not focused on, you know, the little things, the data entry and the follow-up task automation. Just say, hey, did you see this? Like, they don't need to worry about that email. They can focus on how that first email performed, 
versus what they're going to do in the future for their next 300 emails. And they don't have to think about, you know, so granularly anymore. And they can start to make it more of a game. I totally agree. And I think this is where business intelligence and automation is coming into play. Like, what is that allowing us to do? Like, let's really think about like the billions of dollars that are going into these tools and the startups that are being made and the risks that are being taken to create those startups. Why is it happening? And it's because like think of tools like phone burner, because we want people, humans spending less time dialing phone numbers and more time talking to a person. We want you to talk to a person. And when you are talking to a person, we want that conversation to matter and to be quality because I think we're learning as a society, like, yeah, texting's great and all this virtual stuff is great, but what's better are these human connections and these relationships. And that's where robots aren't as helpful, right? Is in those human connections and how can we optimize these human connections? And that is where tech is headed right now. Um, that's where it's headed. It's, it's going to matter less and less and less as our society moves forward how many dials you made because there's a robot doing the dials. What was your conversation like? Did you connect with the person? Did you provide value on the call? Um, those are the things that are going to be trapped. Those are like the new wave of KPIs moving forward, which I'm so excited about. That's where it should be headed. Right. Yeah. I think eventually everyone or most companies will catch up to all of this tech that allows you to do the follow-up and the data entry and the tracking. But then you're right, that second layer is, okay, there's already some more stats that are now getting tracked in business intelligence, but what's that next layer of, of stats that we start looking based on that first layer? Like, oh, okay, we track how many times people say this and what industries close and what amount of calls, but okay, let's let's go a little further. Like, which which came from a referral and how are we tracking that? And yeah that's going to be really interesting to see how that all unfolds as, as we grow as a business intelligence world. <laughs> I just really hope that it forces people to go a little deeper. I really hope we can get less and less surface level as time goes on. Like, you know, Dallas knows I'm obsessed with um, gap selling the book gap selling by Keenan. And uh, that's what it's all about is how can I listen and and consult in a way that actually brings value to another human. And that's where the value of the relationship comes from is, is I'm literally trying to help this person. And if I can't, then it's not a good fit. How can we get people doing more of that? That sounds like a great future. Like I, I feel really optimistic about that future. And I think a lot more people, you know, there's, there's an issue right now, getting sales talent and retaining sales talent right now. And I, bet you, I just based off the people I've talked to, ask them why they stopped doing sales. And a lot of times they'll tell you, I just didn't feel comfortable pushing something on someone I didn't believe in. And the other thing they'll tell you is I didn't enjoy the monotonous tasks that I had to do every single day. It was kind of mind numbing. People are after connection. People don't want to do something they don't believe in. So as we move forward and we start building KPIs after things that matter and building value, is our retention going to shoot up? Are people going to make more money too? I think so, because that's in my career where I've seen the most return is on, on bringing value. So retention is going to go up. 
the the ROI is going to go up. Um, I, I'm just excited about the fruits of the genuine conversations that are coming from this change of thought in technology. Right. Yeah. Once we're able to start giving good values to like helping people and different types of ways to help people in like thought and idea and conversation, that's when it will get really, really interesting because the rest of what's going on in like the sales day is, is getting pretty automated out. Like everything else will be tracked. And so then it will be really just focused on, okay, how can we help them in value with conversation? And what, what works the best? Like what, what gets the best overall score? Maybe there's like a, a score of how happy they are in conversation and maybe how relaxed they, the other person is, right? And like, yeah, oh, there's tools out there that does that, that will like listen to your voice inflections and tell you like, are, are your employees happy? Could we do that for like the person we're talking to? Is the person you're talking to engaged? Both ways, yeah. right? Yeah, happiest employee just overall gets their own prize and then employee that makes others, whether they're customers, clients, or prospects, feel calm or feel a certain way that the company is striving to have their stakeholders or just community feel like, right? That That's where I, I see the, the the world going into a really good place. Right now, it's still a little segmented, I would say with where people's incentives are located. But if we could get them all focused around things like that, I think we're, we're moving in the right direction. What company do you think is going to get there first and changing the way they structure their KPIs? Because I, I really do think this is the future. The new KPI, how engaged is your client on your demos? Are you bringing up the value propositions that you've been trained on? Um, who's going to get there first? Man, that's a really good question. I honestly, I from my experience working with Comcast, they have a good layer of some of these things already built out in their in their platform. They have they have an NPS score per employee, and then they're recording the calls and doing certain grades. They're they're still focused on bringing up certain items and less about the sentiment and. Kind of the the impact, but there is a category that they have that's more so that's around like relatability or listening, listening to the other person. And I think that is a good one. It, it's not directly like, are you providing value to a human? But in a way, I'd say if you listen to someone, that's value. Yeah, not everyone Comcast thinks that way. Needs Comcast needs that because. I uh, can't tell you how many times I've been on the phone with companies like Comcast where the person, it just didn't feel like, and I'm not talking about Comcast directly. It just didn't feel like the person cared about what I was calling about. And it was so frustrating. And if they just would have said, Hey, I hear you. sounds like that really sucks. Man, I get it here. I'm going to do everything I possibly can to help you today. Let's think through some solutions together. I've got a couple, but I want to collaborate with you. If that was the way my calls went, I think I would feel like a lot less stressed out from the beginning. Like this person's trying to help me. And I think a lot of companies could, like not even just in sales, but in that customer service and escalations. Like, yeah, any, any person facing role, right? Anything yeah. that interacts with people. And even 
start there with probably, you know, the tech and where you invest in and build out some of the stats. But I'd imagine too, after some time, why not implement it internally? How do you make your fellow coworkers feel when you're, you know, interacting with each other? Like when you get so big and you have a developer team of 30 or 40 people and you're focused on talking to two of those people and two leaders in another org and two in another and then the C-suite, you know, you, you might not always know like if they're, you know, treating each other well or promoting it, you know, maybe you just want to promote it. And so if that's being tracked in like team meeting calls or team to team employee one-on-one dials, and then at the end of the month, someone that provides the most value to the other team members gets a reward. That's cool. That's something I would like to see personally. <laughs> yes. I, you know, this does kind of remind me, kind of off topic, but it kind of reminds me of the episode in Silicon Valley. I don't know if you, I think you told me you've seen a couple episodes and you watched it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, It reminds me when Guilfoyle was being reviewed for how he makes other people feel at work. And then he was like competing with the other guy, like to have a better experience. And there was this whole score on it. Like this could have solved the whole entire problem right? This could have solved that episode wouldn't exist. Right. If, uh, we had a better system in place, but you know, there's definitely a huge focus on, on what you just said. Um, but it doesn't seem like there's a lot of good mechanisms in place to actually properly evaluate that. So yeah, I'm excited to see, you know, what companies actually adopt this shift in KPIs as we hit this next wave where they've implemented enough software to automate those tasks that are maybe a little They're important. They're for sure important. Like right now, I can tell you how many calls like our BDRs make. It's definitely important. But I can't wait for the day that more companies are more focused on the content and the value. Like that's just, that's exciting. Yeah, I think the shift is is happening. I think think people are realizing it and the tech is focusing that way. But I am very interested, like you you mentioned, to see which company rolls it out first and, and what it like goes full bore at it. Cause I feel like a lot of companies have little pieces here and there. And one company has a technology that can do this aspect of sentiment and another company focuses on that aspect. But eventually some company is going to go full people focused incentives behind only the intent and the thought and outcomes will just be uh, afterthought bonus. Like, Oh, you just get a percentage of the outcomes. I'm going to bet Cisco gets there first. That would be really interesting. I could see them doing it. I, especially like, are they going to, are they going to take WebEx like next level and make that part of WebEx? Like I could totally see them getting there first, but I want to hear, uh, you know, we should, we should interview some people and see what they're doing to, to make this shift happen. I'm excited. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think this is a, a good wrapping point for the gr- the recent growth in business intelligence and gamification. I think this is also a subject that we'll likely revisit maybe in a in a full year and have a lot more changes that have that have gone on because it feels like we really as a society started making these progresses in this like culture shift kind of around the pandemic time frame. So I'd be interesting to see what another full year of focus on these types of products yields because 
companies will need to see some some hard numbers. But once the numbers start aligning with, oh, you treat people well, get more money, um, then they're going to double down on it really, really hard. And that'll be an interesting shift to see. And whoever gets there first is going to make the most money. I agree. Well, I think that's that's our wrapping point, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Sales Game Theory episode number four. And we'll see you next week.